0: Ooh, don't wait. Visit sonobello.com/save. 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 The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac and I need some of your Quarter Pounder.
1: I'll try your filet of fish
0: There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just 6 bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer.
2: The Exxon Radio Show is heard on radio broadcast affiliates worldwide, including... AM 580 CFRA in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. WPUL AM 1590 in Daytona Beach, Florida. KUHI AM 1610 in St. Helens, Oregon. KHRO AM 1150 in El Paso, Texas. And for more information on becoming a professional broadcast affiliate of the Exxon Radio Show, visit To the exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Cable Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and of course, Talkstar Radio and Star, uh, Star Cable. 1-800-610-7035, worldwide toll free, email exxon at TV.com. On MSN Messenger, Radio TV at Hotmail.com and our website, TV.com. My guest this hour is Philip J. Imbrogno. And uh, Philip is a science educator and a leading expert on ufology and the Stone Chambers of New York. With Dr. J. Allen Hynek and Bob Pratt, he co-authored the best-selling Night Siege, the Hudson Valley UFO Sightings, that was published in 1986 on Ballantine Books, still in print with Llewellyn. His fourth and most recent book, Interdimensional Universe, The New Science of UFOs and Other Dimensional Beings, published by Llewellyn, has remained on the Amazon list of the top best 25-selling UFO books. And uh, it's always great having Philip here with us, because he's the kind of guy who's a no-nonsense guy. He tells it as it is, and he looks at things from a scientific, realistic point of view. And, uh, Philip, welcome back to the X-Zone.
1: Well, thank you, Rob. It's good to be back. Uh, Since
2: you and I last talked, Philip, ironically, and please correct me if I'm wrong, it seems that UFO sightings have been on a constant decline.
1: On the decline? Or in the incline,
2: I said decline. Uh,
1: well, you know, they have been on the decline to a certain degree, mm-hmm. but um, I don't think much of it's making the media. But the interesting thing is is that most people are reporting uh, an increase in not UFOs, but uh, paranormal experiences, things that are outside their normal reality. So. I'm seeing an increase in that, but then again, you could say, well, you know, it's only because of the the increase in the ability to reach somebody with the Internet and uh, cable TV and coverage like right. that. Uh, so, you know... It, it, but, you know, I'm getting an increase in reports of people who are having uh, strange experiences.
2: All right, you and I have to take a two-minute commercial break. When we come back, I'd like to talk to you about some of the experiences that people are reporting to you that are out of the normal. Exonation, Philip J. M. Imbrogno is our very special guest. All his books are available if you go to Llewellyn's website at www.lewellyn.com or amazon.com. 1-800-610-7035-WORLDWIDE. Email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exonradiotv.com The X Chronicles newspaper for June 2010 is available. And if you'd like to get a complimentary link, just send me your email address. Or just send me an email. It works better that way too. And in the body, say, Rob, could you please send me a link? It's that simple. We'll get it to you as soon as we can. And at the link, you'll be able to download, read, print, or even download it now on one of 16 portable mobile devices. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. We'll be back in two minutes. Don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. Philip and Brognos, our special guest. Philip, before we went to the commercial break, you were saying that you're getting more reports uh, from people who are reporting things that are out of the normal for them. And I was wondering if you could share some of the experiences and some of the reports that you're getting from the many people who would be uh, sending you these
1: emails. Yeah, sure. You know, most of them center on encounters with strange beings, nighttime visitations, um, people are also coming forward now with experiences that they had years ago mm-hmm. because of the increase in the um, interest of the media and seeing a lot of these types of cases on TV. People are more willing to talk about their experiences. Some of them are pretty incredible. For example, um, the appearance of of I mean, people who don't even care about paranormal phenomena, people who don't even care about UFOs, waking up in the middle of the night, 3 o'clock in the morning, hearing noise, and seeing these alien-like creatures walking through their house. I mean, you know, what do you say about something like this? And it's not just isolated cases. It's cases that are coming up all over the United States, and especially in my area, because, you know, in New York area, um, more or less known, um, and people know how to reach me. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, so you're getting reports like this, but many of them stem back to days of when these people were children and they also had experiences. I've actually, you know, my most recent book is Files from the Edge, which just came out in April of this year, which documents all of these paranormal experiences that I've collected from individuals and investigated um, over the years. Because for years and years I was just interested in the UFO phenomenon, kind of approached it from a nuts and bolts sort of way. Right. But in all of these other cases, I just like put them aside and, and put them, filed them away. Because as Dr. Hynek used to say, they were cases of high strangeness. They had some type of connection to the UFO phenomena, but, you know, they were bizarre. And, and as Dr. Heineck used to say, well, you can't talk about those cases if you're trying to do serious work in UFO investigation, because the media would have a field day with those type of cases. So we kept them really silent, and I kept them in my files for years until one day I decided to publish them, and it's called Files from the Edge, the book, and it's called Explorations into High Strangeness of a Paranormal Investigator, or something like that. Um, but, uh, um, so these cases have remained in my files for years, and um, because of the book, uh, there are more people contacting me, but I have to say that there are also an equal number of cases of people who are either fabricating this for attention, or falsifying evidence, or falsifying data, especially in the form of electronic voice phenomena. And I've been getting a lot of fakes in that area.
2: Now, as a scientist, how do you differentiate between the people who are having true paranormal experiences, people who are having... Uh, psychological paranormal experiences and the people who are just plain and outright hoaxing it?
1: It's very, very difficult um, because um, usually hoaxers and people who are um, um, trying to get attention, you know, they want their 15 minutes Mm -hmm. of fame and so on and so on, um, these people are discovered quite quickly because they keep on fabricating their story to make it more incredible every time they think you're losing interest. Someone who's, you know, psychologically has some psychological problems and is imagining this, these are people you can stem back that really they, have, they don't have much of a life. And most of them think of their encounter as something very personal to them, like they've been chosen. All of a sudden, nobody wants to be their friend. They're not the center of attention. And all of a sudden, now they have a new story that aliens or angels have specially selected them to give a message to the world. Now, most of these people actually believe that this is happening to them. I think they start out by knowing it's not real, but then they make the experiences so convincing to themselves that they begin to believe their own delusions.
0: The we're going family style deal because I want a bite of your Big Mac, and I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your fillet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer.
1: Now, then there are people who truly have experiences. Now, these are people who are very hard to reach. They only contact you because of some traumatic experience that they've had. It continues. They have normal lives. They have no interest in the phenomena until they've had these experiences. And for the most part, they want no publicity all they want to do is find out what 's happening to them, why has their reality changed so much? But to answer the question very quickly again, the physical scientist, which I am, you know really has no business probing into the psychological aspect of human beings. This is why I have a number of people who consult with me that are in the mental health fields and other fields to help me out here when I have a case that's very, very bizarre that I think may infringe upon the psychological makeup rather than the physical makeup of the universe.
2: Why do you think now more and more people are having these experiences, Philip? Does it have something to do with the galactic alignment? Is there something... Is there a connection between solar flares, solar weather, the electromagnetic field of the Earth? What is the common thread, in your opinion, as a scientist?
1: Well, I think much of it is due because people are trying to escape reality, mm. and they're—you know—the they're, they're, world is so troubled. Yeah. We're in financial situation. People are. Most people, but you've talked to them. They're going to work, and they're miserable. Yep. They're not happy at home, so they're looking for avenues to escape. And the paranormal brings them into a new reality. They can escape their world for a while. This is not to say that all of it is is the product of people trying to escape our troubled world. The other reasons, um, there are people who are having experiences, and it seems to be increasing Could it be because of 2012 and the galactic alignment? I don't see how that would really affect it. Now, could it be that changes in the magnetic fields of the Earth are affecting people in some way? Mm -hmm. Possibly. But that's a really broad question. And, you know, I would have to say is, is I can theorize and speculate uh, but I don't think anybody really knows the answer to that because the human mind is so complex. And there are studies being done right now that changes in magnetic fields have a direct effect on the way people think and their moods. And we yep. know the magnetic field of the Earth is changing. And, you know, this is some of the work I'm doing now in private research and up at uh, MIT, but are these changes in the magnetic field affecting the human mind on Earth, pushing them into possibly a belief or a delusion that they're experiencing things that are outside of our reality, or are these things really happening? It needs a really in-depth study.
2: Well, I know years ago I had Dr. Michael Persinger from Laurentian University on the show up here in Canada, and, and he was actually conducting experiments where the... Um, the uh, electromagnetism could actually affect um, a person's perception in making them believe or uh, allowing them to believe that what they see are actually UFOs and other paranormal uh, occurrences. Uh, we know for a fact, Philip, and that the the uh, gravitational pull of the moon certainly has an effect on the behavior of people anyone who works in the medical uh, emergency medical system or law enforcement can tell you that come a full moon the lunatics are out so if this natural force of nature has this type of effect do you think that it's about time we studied more deeply and more precisely the effect of the electromagnetic field on the human body
1: oh i think we should and i'm sure it's being done in some aspect somewhere mm-hmm. but the question we have to ask is that: Are these experiences that people are having are they generated within, or are these electro are these mag, changes in the magnetic fields of the earth around us and uh, affecting the human mind in such a condition that it's actually allowing certain people to perceive into another dimension or another reality that? they would not have normally, ordinarily have seen if the Earth's magnetic field was behaving itself. So there are so many questions we have to ask about this. Another thing that's happened is that more and more people are coming forward and claiming to be psychic. Yes. Okay. More people are coming forward and claiming to channel... Aliens from other dimensions or entities from other dimensions. You know, I did a long study on that, and and my results are published in my book, Files from the Edge. I call it, you know, psychic psychics. You know, hoaxes or what? you know miracles, and. I actually went in there and published so much negative information against psychics, is that the publisher, Llewellyn, Ellen, who of course you know, a great deal of their readership is into you know want to be believers in the psychic world, that they made me tone it back. But um, I have never seen so many people coming forward claiming to be channelers and psychics now. Years ago, of course, you know, people would, were very quiet about it, but now. Everybody wants to be a psychic and be on TV and their own reality show. You know, and most of these people that are claiming to be psychics, I put them to the test, and they really have about as much psychic ability as I have, which is probably zero. And uh, so although I think that, you know, psychics do exist, but Mm -hmm. I think it's much rarer than, you know, people are claiming to be. I mean, I, I visited 30 different psychics over a period of a couple of years and got different readings. And each one would give you a different reading. They would be completely wrong and so on. And I would write, an article about it for a local paper and uh, one of the local papers around the new york city area compared me with houdini back in the nineteen hundreds going around exposing the big psychic craze it got to a point that many of these psychics would not even see me once they recognized my name so i went to a number of them incognito and so on and so on But i mean it's just amazing that A lot of these psychics are charging like $300 an hour. Philip,
2: stand by, my friend. You and I have to take our commercial break. Philip Ambaragno is my special guest, and we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue live from our studios here in the X-Zone. Dot XoneRadio Welcome back, one and all. My name's Rob McConnell. This is The X-Zone. My special guest to this hour is Philip Imbrogno And, uh, Philip, we, before we went to the uh, break uh, with the news, we were talking about your investigation into psychics and how you were compared with Harry Houdini. Um, I, I guess a question I, I'd like to ask you at this point is, why do you think, as a scientist, people go to psychics when they know darn well if a psychic says, If you're going to turn right, this will happen. And if they decide to turn left, you know, what they're doing is just basically going against the advice of the person that they went to seek. And why do people go to psychics? It makes no sense to me.
1: Well, most go because they're desperate and they want answers to something. They want some kind of closure in their life. Especially, you know, many of these psychics make it big Mm -hmm. uh, contacting the other side, you know, people who passed over. And most of these readings that these psychics give are very vague and generic. Now, these people going there, the psychic could say anything, and these person, the people will
0: apply it
1: to the person that passed over because they want to believe. But the, you know, the the bottom line is, is when these people go to a psychic for this sort of information, they really want to believe too much. So, you know, and plus, many of them have paid a, a, a very, a great sums of money
2: mm-hmm.
1: per hour to go see these people. And uh, the thing is, is that, you know, if you're paying that much, they want to walk away feeling that they've got their money's worth. But, you know, they also want closure. So, you know, that's part of, of the situation there. And plus, f- people want to know what the future holds for them and of course you know no psychic is going to tell a person you're going to die in 6 months you know they always say these amazing things are going to happen you know but it's so generic and so vague and uh and part of the thing is with the with the paranormal explosion now is mm-hmm. that you know, you have more psychics coming forward. All of a sudden, people who never had psychic abilities, they claim, all of a sudden woke up one day because of the galactic alignment or whatever, you know, claiming to have psychic powers. But as I said before, you know, I visited many of these people, and to me, they don't really, don't have any abilities. You know, when you they're always predicting things that already happen, too.
0: Great news.
1: saying, oh, yes, I wrote about that some years ago. Well, why didn't you say anything about it? <laughs> this is what you're faced with when you're faced with psychics. But there are certain people who are very sensitive, let's say, to changes in magnetic fields. And I know one particular individual, for example... When we were doing a study of the stone chambers, we found it very amazing that these sites were placed on negative magnetic anomalies. In other words, where the Earth's magnetic field drops considerably, right. they weren't placed randomly. This one individual was able to go out to five of these locations before we did magnetometer readings and claim... There was something here, a vortex here or something. And, you know, she was so accurate, she was within like eight inches of the true anomaly. This tells me that some people have the ability to sense changes in magnetic fields, and they may have the ability to pick up changes in magnetic fields in human beings to actually find where sicknesses or like a lie detector or get information in some other way, but um, uh, I'm not saying that all psychics are frauds and hoaxes. I'm just saying it's just a rare ability, and it's uh, overdone.
2: Is it possible, in your opinion, for some of these psychics to just be reading the the information that the person that they're reading is sending them? For example, if, if, if I'm thinking of my dearly departed aunt liza who i am missing and that i would like to get a message from is it possible that the psychic is just telepathically receiving the information that i am putting out there and this is where they get this so-called psychic impression from
1: oh yeah i'm glad you brought that up because that's one of the things i did in this experiment is that i went to a psychic Mm -hmm. who was known for her ability and people swore by her, and I made up this incredible story inside my head. Yes. And I convinced myself, and I projected it about um, Native American heritage, and so on, and so on. And I sat down with this person, and she started talking about some of the things that were in my mind that I strongly imprinted, you know, inside my my subconscious and my conscious mind. And... uh, And she claimed that she was getting her information from so-called spirit guides. Later, I told her that all the information she said, because I had it written down, was all fabricated inside my mind. And I told her, you should start thinking that you're more telepathic than actually getting your information from spirit guides. As a result... What she does when she sees her so-called clients now, she makes them clear their mind and meditate or whatever in another room. And she says to them that um, I could be pulling information from your mind, from your own thoughts, emotions that you're projecting, rather than contacting the so-called loved one who passed over on the other side. So I've done that experimentation before, and I did find out that at least one person out of 30 Mm -hmm. was telepathic enough to get at least 65 or 70% of that information out of my mind that I imprinted so strongly.
2: During the course of your research, did you find anyone who you believe truly had the ability of being a psychic? Uh,
1: Yes, but not to the extreme where they could predict everything and were right 100% of the time. When you have a person, for example, coming up with information and facts Mm -hmm. and so on that is correct, at least 75% of the time, you have to consider that that person has some type of ability that goes beyond the uh, the normal claim of the psychics, which are probably only about 50-50, half the time some of the best ones that charge two grand for an hour who are on mm. TV all the time and read all these books on other such incredible psychics. and But, yeah, I've encountered one person in all of my studies that, does in fact seem to have some type of telepathic, psychic ability. And not only that, she seems to be able to sense emotions in people. And um, um, uh, uh, I think her abilities are pretty incredible, and I've actually used her on investigations uh, from time to time uh, because of her accuracy and her ability. She lives right in Danbury, Connecticut. I mean, uh, she keeps a low profile, too. Now,
2: do you believe that it is possible, as a scientist here, as well as a, as a paranormal investigator, that people can actually communicate with those who have died and who are, quote-unquote, on the other side?
1: Well, you know, you have to consider also that there's nothing scientific about that. Mm-hmm. Is because science doesn't really believe in the other side. They believe in other dimensions now. But um, my personal feelings about that is that um, in an afterlife, let's say the human spirit survives the death of the physical body, and these people move to another plane of existence or so on. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have cases like that where people have tried to communicate with their loved ones um, and so on. But who's really communicating? (laughs) That's the whole thing. I think that, uh, you know, people who have passed over probably have as much luck communicating with you as you with them. I mean, uh, I don't think that, you know, if life exists after the death of the physical body, that people all of a sudden become totally aware of the universe. I think they're still, you know, human beings. I know, for example, my old Italian grandmother, I mean, after she passed over, I'm sure she didn't reach enlightenment somewhere. She's probably making pasta somewhere over on the other side. I mean, there's no, like... uh, all of a sudden they don't become superior beings, I don't believe. So when these messages are coming over, and I've been through a lot of you know uh, seances and stuff like that investigating them, and information comes over and things happen, but who is really communicating? I don't think anyone can say. And you can believe whatever you want to believe, but if you go into these places looking for closure, looking to communicate with someone who's passed over. You're going to believe or convince yourself that it's that person that passed over that's communicating with you. And it could be it's not.
2: Where does the dream state come in? Many people say that they have communicated with those who have uh, departed in their dream states. And uh... Is there a connection between the dream state, psychic phenomena, and a person's own will for closure?
1: Uh, I think people are trying to have closure with a person who passed over the situation. Dreams are something that's very incredible. Science really doesn't even understand what dreams are. The Native Americans thought that, of course, you know, during the dream state you were spirit walking. You were walking in a world of the spirits and so it was another existence. In ancient Greek they believed that dreams were actually another existence, another world that you went into. In the Hindu and Buddhist religion, they believed believe that dream states are actually communication with other entities, other spirits, and other realms of existence. Even in Christianity, we see the aspects of dreams, God communicating with people through dreams. So, the human mind is very complex, and the human spirit is very complex. What dreams are, we don't know for sure but we know that some dreams seem to be prophetic in nature. Some people do dream about things before they happen. Although this is not really hardcore documented, there's no hardcore documentation on it, Mm -hmm. there is enough evidence to indicate that Things like this should be studied in greater detail in the paranormal world.
2: But isn't it possible, Philip, that when a person dreams of something that is going to happen, it could just be as simple as, all right, cause and effect. I know I've done this, that, and the other thing. Based on my personal experiences in life, this should happen based on what I've already done.
1: Well, people do right, and they work out the situation in a dream, Mm. and they work out the scenario. And when they wake up and something happens that's similar or close to it, they say, oh, yes, I had a dream about that. Um, Yes, there are also people, by the way, who dream about encounters with aliens and other entities and so on and these dreams become repetitive in nature, and they start to believe that these dreams are also now reality. So this is also what you get with people who claim to be abducted by aliens. When you go back and you really interrogate Mm -hmm. them, you'll find out that much of it was in the dream state rather than in the physical sense. They have no physical recollection of the alien encounter, it comes out in their dreams, and their dreams become a reality to them.
2: So basically, it's all in their imagination.
1: Well, is it in their imagination, or is is there something else going on? When you take into consideration that there are people who are experiencing this that never had an interest in UFOs Mm -hmm. or aliens, and all they you know really care is their job being you know a chief executive at IBM working in stock market, being a doctor, being a lawyer. i've had people from all walks of life, from the highest paid professionals and the most educated professionals, all the way down to you know the uh, the roadside worker right. or the truck driver all claiming basically the same thing, that they've had been abducted or have been contacted by some type of aliens. And in most of the case, they're very troubled about it. And, uh, but are these dreams, are these experiences real, or are they part of a certain fear they've generated? But you see this increasing. So what I'm saying is that we're never going to find the answer. If we just keep on poking little pieces, I mean, we need an in-depth study on this whole phenomena that's emerging right now to find out what the fact, what is the delusion, if it's all real or not. The problem is, is that with paranormal investigators, all of them want to believe too much. Yeah. They're in it to escape their own realities because they're doing this on the weekend to get away from the wife and kids and so on and so on. So they don't want it to be fake. They don't want to investigate cases that have logical explanations. They want it to be very real because it's fun to them.
2: It's you a know, game. It's I'm a,
1: looking for answers to the for the truth.
2: That's why I keep on having you on the show, my friend, is because I love the way that you think. Philip, stand by. We've got to take our final break for this hour. Exxon Nation. Philip Imbrognos, my special guest, a good friend of the Exxon, And uh, we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue live and around the world right here from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
0: She would never say
2: Philip Brogno is my special guest of this hour. First of all, Philip, as always, great having you here in the X Zone. But here's here's a question for you, and I don't know if anybody's ever asked you this. People, let's say 100 years ago, or even 60 years ago, did they dream of aliens as well?
1: As a matter of fact, they did. And um, one of the things that uh, information I've got recently is that I was contacted by a... Um, uh, a psychotherapist, Mm -hmm. and he was saying that um, he's getting patients that are coming in who who, people who said that their grandmother 60 years ago would have these creatures appearing and she would describe them and draw them and they would resemble our gray aliens of today. And, for example, um, Mm. And he showed me another letter from an individual who's in his 70s now. He said, as a child, when he was 10 years old, he heard a noise in his closet and opened up the door and saw this creature, and he drew it, and it resembles our gray aliens of today. Now, this tells me that, you know, the phenomena has been with us, and if these accounts are real, then these entities are real, and they've actually been around for a very long time appearing and so on and so on. you know, we're talking about closets, you know, these aliens appearing in mm-hmm. cl I have so many cases where people have heard noises in their closets to open up the door or the door swings open by itself and these little grey creatures come out, sometimes they're hooded, and sometimes they're not, but you get these cases from all over the place, and uh, but they stem back to like the early 1900s, and uh, it really makes you wonder.
2: Any idea where or what the source of this gray phenomena is? Is it connected with alien abductions, or is it something to do with parallel universes or other dimensions?
1: Well, you know, I firmly believe that uh, we live in a multi dimensional universe, mm-hmm. and around us are dimensional areas that we cannot see. Right. And it's even been speculated how that, you know, they used to think that these other dimensions were wrapped around each other, and they were so small, these extra dimensions, that they were like the size of an atomic nucleus or something, or mm-hmm. less than a centimeter across, and nothing could exist in it. Now you know the new the new formulas the new equations are showing that these extra dimensions are quite large just as large as our three-dimensional space. And yes, oh, it's very possible because you've got oxygen in there, you've got gravity in there. These are just geometrical areas that we cannot turn in situ. So why can't there be other beings in there? Why can't there be other beings in these dimensions that exist all around us? And the theoretical physicist has to think that if they go back in some of the ancient religious texts, it talks about... Other realities, other universes that exist around us, that's inhabited by a variety of strange beings. Well, there you go. So, that's
2: going to be the I topic. See why not? For, that's going to be the topic for the next time you and I visit together here in the Exo. And Philip, thank you very much for joining us. Always a great pleasure talking to you, my friend.
1: It's been a pleasure, Rob.
2: Exo Nation. To get Philip's books, you can go to Amazon.com or Llewellyn.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away.